Okay, welcome to another part of the Grant Initiation Series, where we talk to members of the tribe who recently joined the God Learner Studies. The God Learner podcast wants to investigate how people comparatively new to Grant experience the world, what are the rewards, what are the hurdles when approaching this setting. So, we have another guest. Please introduce yourself. Oh, sorry. <laughs> right. You yeah. might have to edit that bit out. Yeah, a bit quicker than I than I was expecting. Okay, so yeah, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm Wayne Peters. I live in Cardiff in uh, Wales in the UK. I'm a, a freelance 3D artist, uh, illustrator, and model maker. Um, because there's very little money in any of that, I'm also uh, a high school DT technician. Uh, I think that's about it. Really, nothing terribly exciting to tell you about myself. I'm afraid. <laughs> Cool. Well, yeah. thanks for being here. Hi. <laughs> okay. So, how did you get in role-playing games? Oh, blimey. Uh, well, I'll try and keep this brief. I think it was about um, 19, 1983-84, and I, I randomly bought the Forest of Doom, the fighting fantasy book, mm-hmm. uh, Forest of Doom from the school book club. Uh, and that introduced me to um, the idea of role-playing games. Uh, and then uh, I think I was I was off from school ill one day, and my dad brought home a copy of Imagine magazine number twelve uh, with the, the fantastic Rodney Matthews cover, The Guardian Awakes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, he thought it was a computer magazine because, of course, it was all computer. Home computers were sort of uh, all the rage at that point, and and it wasn't. It was, and that's how I discovered uh, Dungeons and Dragons and a number of other games as well. Um, so that's, I was fascinated by this idea. It was kind of like. It was like the Forest of Doom, but you could play with other people. And that was that was quite thrilling. And I mentioned this to a friend in school, and the friend in school said, Oh, I've got Dungeons and Dragons. He had the uh the red box, the beginner's set with um the uh, the Larry Elmore cover. And we started playing, and that was that was the beginning, really. From there, played it all. It just sort of just sort of seemed to be a blur of just playing anything and everything over several years. <laughs> I don't think I really stopped. I've had low um a lot of people, um, a lot of people in the community have had what uh, the Grognard Files refer to as the deep freeze, um, but I nev- never really stopped. I always seemed to be able to start up when I was in college or wherever I worked. I was able to start up a, a group and and continue playing. So I say, well, I've had slow periods. I've never really stopped playing. Yeah, and, uh, I, I didn't have any deep freeze either. I've been playing nonstop ever since high school, effectively. So, uh, how did you first come across Gloranta then? Uh, right, well, that was Snake Pipe Hollow, uh, which uh, and I hated it. I um, I had a I had a friend uh, a friend ran it. This was in the late eighties, um, and I'd not played i not played. I'd heard of RuneQuest, I'd not played it. And a friend said, "Oh, I'll, I'll run RuneQuest," and he ran Snake Pipe Hollow, and but he ran it like a like a meat grinder mega dungeon, and we got about two Ooh. or three rooms in and got slaughtered, and I just I just really didn't get it. It was not not the kind of game I like playing uh, yeah. at all. Um, it was it was short. It was brutal and it was short. And uh, I'm not even sure I got um, I got an idea of uh, I really grasped the idea that there, there was the setting granted to go with it. Mm-hmm. Um, certainly got no concept of of the the history and the mythology and yeah. the, the feel of the setting. You know, it was it was just a dungeon. So you, yeah. you spent an afternoon making a character and then two rooms into a random dungeon, you got... Started. Oh, I was getting right into it. I was zing and zowing. Ah, oh, these 
these uh, you know this this inscription reminds me of tales I heard as a child and all this kind of you know this kind of stuff and the, and the guy running it was kind of uh, I think he was m- much more of a gamist he was just kind of looking at me like okay all right oh um, and uh, and yeah and then uh, character slaughtered and and they thought I'm not going back there again so but um, <laughs> okay. uh, we just we just we treated it like D and D basically it was it was just an alternative version of D and D. Um, I had no yeah. sense of the setting, and we just and we just ran it like that, or he ran it like that, and I, I just didn't take to it. So, what did you do after getting slaughtered? Then <laughs> I, I never looked at RuneQuest again. RuneQuest <laughs> 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 move. Nice. Yeah. And then, uh, like, when when did you look back at Glorantha or RuneQuest again? Okay, well, that's that was. I mean, a few years ago. Um, I started listening to the Grognard Files podcast and that the, the guys in that community w- would go on and on about how fantastic the time they had with RuneQuest back in, in the 80s. And, um, you know, they talk about, um, you know, they, they, they talk about sort of Dragon Pass and Prax and they'd be throwing around names like um, Brew and Humacti and Orlanth. And it just sounded like I got the sense that there was this really rich kind of setting that I I completely missed. I'd never, never realized was actually there. Yeah. That was, so that piqued my interest. I thought, okay, maybe it's worth another look. And then um, it was in, it was free RPG day, 2017, when they released Broken Tower. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the guy, uh, Andy Jones, he's uh, at Dimbead on, uh, on Twitter, um, ran that for us, um, Mm -hmm. myself and and several others. And I, I absolutely loved it. I played Vasana, who I didn't uh, realize was going to be a focus character in the in the in the rule book at that point. Uh, yeah. the rule book hadn't been published at that point. And I just I, I he did Andy did a terrific job of uh, what my original GM didn't do uh, of kind of evoking the atmosphere of Glorantha and and Dragon Pass and that region. And it just felt everything just felt like it was shot through with mythology and and magic and. Uh, uh, it just it just felt incredibly rich. Like we were just scra- this this scenario was just scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I love the fact that everything's covered in runes and all those runes have power. Vasana felt I don't know if it, she was she was um, if the pre-gen characters were written up as starter characters or whether they were more advanced. But Vasana felt really competent. Yeah, I love the fact that she rode a bison. Uh, that yes. was that was <laughs> yeah. terrific. Yeah. <laughs> And you know, I I got really I I really engrossed in it. I remember at one point um, I I said I was saying something like, right, I ride my bison up to these up to these uh, these these people, and I I I cartwheel off it with my swords out, going doing sort of Xena warrior princess, and uh, and you know, and Andrew would say, right, oh okay, okay, one thing at a time, let other people have a go. I was just getting really (laughs) (laughs) just uh, yeah, really taken by this character, and and it was, and all of the characters had this. You know, I love the fact they had this kind of rich background, which mm-hmm. I now yeah. know was created by the life path character creation. Yeah. So, so yeah, it yeah, uh, that was that really uh, changed my mind, and I, you know, I, I that's when I became fascinated with with uh, or in, really interested in finding out more about Durantha. Cool. Yeah, I, I really like the Broken Tower adventure. I think it's really well. I'm I can't find the correct expression, but like. Um, it's it's a really good short window into what Glorenta and RuneQuest are about. Yeah, uh, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I really like it, and I also so, really like riding a bison. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so how did you continue after that? Oh, let me see. Well, the rule book, obviously. Um, yeah. Which I was actually actually uh, very generously gifted by the late uh, Mike Hobbs. Um, mm-hmm. uh, um, and I think with the intention of me running a game at some point, but sadly we never got to. Um, yeah, so uh, with that then, I was able to start reading a, um, more about Glorantha and the, uh, the region, the Dragon Pass region. It was, um, it was Llama Riders that really grabbed me. Eventually. I said, I, I love the fact that Vasana rode a bison, but the Llama Riders really appealed to me. Um, and, it, and it was, yeah, and it was the, it was the, the, the Beast Riders, the, the, the herders of Prax that, that yeah. I, 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 remember, I, I think I remember that being the first thing where my brain suddenly went, oh, that's really cool. That's when you got the, the Zebra Riders, is that right? Is that one? Yes. <laughs> there is zebra, yeah, and you know, I, I love the idea they ride anything, absolutely anything but horses. It's like yeah. it's like <laughs> they look at people riding horses, like okay, that's different. But um, <laughs> um, and that, that was the first character I created because when I, when I'm learning uh, rules, when I'm reading um, yeah. a rule set, I like to create a character to get a kind of a sense of the, the mechanics. Mm-hmm. And and that was um, my first character I created was. Uh, I called her Nashirak. Uh, she's she's a, a Prax Hylama rider and uh, a Lama herder and cultist of Aretha, mm-hmm. cool. uh, which was good fun. And I was so stricken by her, I actually sculpted her. I made a little uh, miniature, which I 3D printed. I don't know if I can hold that up. Ooh. And she Ooh. is on her. Nice. Well, uh... <laughs> you can see that very clearly. Oh, I think I think you you shared that miniature on Twitter, if I remember correctly, so... Time. Yes, I did. We'll yes, to find the the pictures and put them in the show notes so that people can go ooh and ow also. <laughs> but that, that was it again. I mean, it was it was dice rolls and it was just decision making. But I came up with a character that just was so vivid. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, they, you, you know, you have the history, you have a, a family history. You know, a, a, um, a father and a grandmother were both killed in uh, in battles against the Lunar Empire, and you know, and it, it's. <laughs> You know, you've you've got this. Uh, um, yeah. Re- before you even start, you've got this really kind of three dimensional character. It's, it's fantastic. Yeah, those damn yeah. lunars. I mean, I've got uh, one, <laughs> one of my two. Uh, one of my two games has uh, all newbies, basically like people who didn't know anything about Glorenta just like a couple months ago. Mm. And yeah, the simple fact that they got you know hate lunar at sixty or seventy percent from the family history. Then they're all like, yeah, I hate the Lunars. Like, why? It's like, because you rolled on some table when creating a new character. But again, it's like... Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing I like. And, and that's another thing that appealed to me. I mean, you know, many things that appealed to me was um, the idea that the Lunars are kind of like the Roman Empire. That they, you know, that they've kind of moved into this, this wilderness and, and sort of subjugated these people. Uh, and yeah. I think I think in the current timeline they've they've um, withdrawn they've certainly withdrawn from Prax I think haven't they? Um, yes. And I, you know, and, and I can kind of okay. I I know about I I, I mean I, I know about the Roman Empire in the sense that I mean most people did some of it at school, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I I can immediately kind of um, relate to that. I think well okay I, I get how that works. I can I can see how that dynamic would work. Mm-hmm. And what the you know the, how the animosity would work, what the, the cultural and political implications might be of that, you know, and it's mm-hmm. it's uh, it's quite easy. It's nice to have that kind of analog, you know. But at the same time, they're they're going to be very different from the Roman Empire in many ways. So yeah, 
Yeah, no, that's quite in, that's quite an interesting kind of angle to come at it from. Yeah. So those were all quite positive experiences. Uh, did you have any difficulties or stuff you didn't like that much about the setting or the game? Uh, yeah, there, there are a couple of things that, that bother me. I, t I tell you the biggest thing, I found, the most annoying thing I found with uh, learning about Galanthor is, is, is YGMV, your Galanthor may vary. It just, it really annoys me. <laughs> <laughs> it's, well, it, here's the thing, right? I've been, I've been role, role playing for gosh, nearly 40 years. Mm -hmm. um, I've run lots of, lots of games and lots of uh, settings. And, you know, my, my Glorantha will definitely vary if I want it to. I don't need Greg Stafford's permission. But I'd like it not to vary if it doesn't have to. Um, so, for example, if I, If I wanted to know, like, um, what does a lunar soldier's armor look like? Mm -hmm. You know, what, I, what yeah. I'd like people to say is either there's a picture in this supplement or there's a description in this supplement, or someone say that that's never been determined. So mm -hmm. have a have yeah. a blast with it. But people just chanting YGMV at you, it's not helpful. <laughs> no, <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> like, so it's like some cultist mantra. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So I don't mean to be un ungrateful because because most folks, in fact, in fact, pretty much everybody I've spoken to online about Garantha has just been really enthusiastic and really lovely and very helpful. So that's not that's not a dig at anyone. <laughs> All right. But um, I have I have I have seen it and uh, and and yeah, it, it can be can be frustrating. Yeah. Um, sometimes uh, it should be more common that people are able to just say we don't know. So make it up, or um, <laughs> it's never been defined. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. mean well. I feel a bit churlish. They mean well, certainly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, don't worry about canon. Yeah, I know, but what is the canon, if any? Yeah. So. And I mean, the, yeah. I think I think that's the the thing that uh, potentially many old timers don't get is that when we ask these questions about, like, you know, what what is the uh, you know lunar empire. Um, looking like in the in the canon we are not asking that because we can't think of anything else for mm. ourselves we're asking that just to know is there something already there so i don't have to think about it yeah or yeah. do i have to work and 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 so it's it's okay to vary but we need to know what we are varying from yeah yeah Of course, it isn't that helpful uh, if some old-timer comes and uh, lists down, uh, say, 20 books where, which have information on that. To <laughs> <Yes. laughs> eBay! Or worse, 20 books with 20 different pictures and 20 uh, that too, styles. yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but at least at that yeah. point, you can, you can pick. And, and 19 yeah. of those books are out of print. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... So um so that was so that that's one thing. The other thing I found um I found a little bit off putting to start with was some of the ridiculous place names. Um but I actually uh take that back now because uh, I think someone pointed out that you get sort of uh, odd place names in the, in the real world and and we do and it, it have you have you seen all the weird ass names in the UK? I mean Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Well, I've got example. I mean, the thing I'm thinking of things like you've got the good place and the better place uh, near Prax, I think it is, yes. as, you know, as, yeah. as an yeah. example, and stuff like that. And things like that made me think, oh, come on, it's just Greg being a bit whimsical. But we've got um, uh, in North Wales, we have um, a place, and I'm going to take a run up at this. 
called Sanfire Plus Gwingish, Go Geri Quin Drobel, Santilio Go 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 Go. I think I've got yeah. too many gogs in there. Nice. Um, which, yeah. you know, sounds all nice and Welsh and a bit elven, um, but it actually translates as St. Mary's Church in the hollow of the White Hazel near the rapid whirlpool of Planticillio of the Red Cave. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So if I saw that on, on a Glorantha map, I would just think, oh, come on. But, you know, that's an actual place name. And again, in the north of England, in Cumbria, north of England, you've got Torpenhow Hill, which literally translates as Hill, 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 Hill. Yeah. yeah. Yes, that one is famous. And, and, and you know, that's two. There are many others. So I, I've, uh, I, I've taken that back now. I, I'm perfectly happy. <laughs> it's kind of got to kind of imagine that you know the good place and the better place would probably be have would be in a, a language that I don't speak and would sound like a place name, wouldn't you know? Actually, it's a good point. Maybe, maybe a you know, good place and better place sound like that in fraction. But to a satellite or a lunar, it's something yeah. for rain, right? Yes. That's a good point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so, and then uh, uh, those names are pretty apt descriptions of the uh, regions. If you yeah. know the Nomad yeah. Gods board game. I, I'll be honest, good place and better place, I'm okay with now. I, I don't, I'm so used to them. I don't think anything <laughs> yeah. of it. In fact, I, 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 I kind of like it. I think it's okay. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. And the, other, so, the, only, the only other negative thing is the ducks. Which again, <laughs> I have to say, I don't think you'll probably get this a lot. No, actually, but, I think you're. I think like, you're the first one who. Uh, I don't remember. We need to keep. You, oh, we okay. need to keep stats, but yes, please talk to us yeah. about the ducks. But again, I take it back because I'm okay with them now. I think. I think because I remember seeing them drawn like um, like Daffy and Donald Duck, mm-hmm. and these these wacky looking cartoony ducks, and I just it just didn't sit with this kind of gritty kind of um, bronze age kind of setting it just looked weird but I, I, I think it might might be the actual the core rule book um there's, there's an illustration of one somewhere and it looks like a, like a squat human but with a real sort of duck's head yeah uh which yeah. It, it sounds equally ridiculous but that actually worked and i thought you know these are these are people who have been cursed if i'm if i remember that rightly that they've been cursed to sort of be half human half duck I think it's one of the explanations, and it's it's kept vague so that you can you can yeah. use yeah. multiple explanations if you want. Yeah, well, it, it, there's a nice kind of almost sort of European fairy tale quality to that, yeah. and I, uh, that 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 worked. Like I thought, okay, uh, if you come at them from the, if I come at them from the right angle, mm-hmm. the the ducks are okay in the you know in the rest of the setting. So so yeah, yeah. So that's so all three things. A, we should get a T-shirt that says the ducks are okay. <laughs> There you go. With, with the beast ruined so, yeah. something. Of the three things, two of them I'm actually fine with now. So, uh, so yeah. So, but but so. you're true that, you're, I mean, you're correct that it often has to do with the graphic style to give the proper imagery, to, to get the proper mental picture to people. Because, yeah, if you, if you see something drawn like Daffy Duck, then either it's jarring next to other more realistically drawn people and monsters or yeah, yeah. you need you need to make it consistent and then you have also cartoonish looking monsters and cartoonish looking humans and yeah. then it's like i mean you can play in a cartoonish glorenta some people i know some people who do uh, but <laughs> it's not everybody's idea of a bronze age fantasy setting to 
play in some kind of text avery looking universe. Um, so, yeah. Well, so, I guess they grant will vary. But yeah, I really like the the graphic style that they found for um, for the the new edition because yeah, the, the ducks look like they are part of that universe graphically speaking and so it, it works well um I, I find it works pretty well yeah yeah so i understand you're on the cusp of having your own game yes been trying to, i've been trying to finish up a, a dnd campaign that's running at the moment so i can i can actually start a, a rune quest campaign just kill them all <laughs> <laughs> Roxford, you die now then <laughs> Yes. Send them to Snake Pipe Hollow. Or they go through a portal and end up in Glorantha yeah. and just switch the rules. Yes. I mean, people have Ooh. done that with um, people. Yeah. I, I know, I, th- I think we talked to somebody who did that. I don't remember who, but yeah. Oh, okay. Strange things uh, result from that uh, method. <laughs> <Yeah>. So, uh, <laughs> what, uh, there's actually um, a horn, like uh, the map here. Also, yeah, I noticed uh, the map in the background. The Horn actually has uh, places from the Earthmasters, I think, that are actually designed for uh, being these ancient magic places so that you can teleport people through from other role-playing games. Okay. Uh, yeah, and uh, what was it? I think it was uh, the GURPS setting, a uh, Bainstorm. Bainstorm is also entirely yeah. um, a fantasy dimension where people got teleported by um, uh, multiverse storms uh, yeah. and dropped in there. And um, it's got some pretty cool yeah. stuff. I like Bainstorm, but anyway. So, yeah, oh, it, okay. it, you, you wouldn't be the yeah. first one who just forcibly takes players into <laughs> your favorite setting yeah. through some, yeah. uh, you know. <laughs> yeah. Dimensional travel, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so what, what will you do when you manage to get the game up and running? Uh, well, I would probably. I, I mean, I'm going to run it with RuneQuest uh, Glorantha, the new the new rules. I yeah. do own Hero Quest Glorantha. Um, I actually won mm. that in a competition that I didn't know it actually entered. Um, <laughs> <laughs> long story, but somebody en- entered me in a competition, and the next thing I knew, I'd won a copy of uh, Hero Quest Glorantha. Nice. Um, yeah, but the thing is, I've, I've to me. RuneQuest, uh, uh, I'm going to offend some people here now, but RuneQuest and Glorantha to me have always been uh, almost intrinsically linked. I, I was actually really surprised to discover, but you know, spoken to a couple of people who actually don't like BRP and much prefer to play um, using HeroQuest, mm-hmm. um, uh, which was a surprise because I, I just, you know, I've, I've always felt like, well, Glorantha is RuneQuest is Glorantha and Glorantha is RuneQuest, but uh, mm-hmm. not the case, not the case, obviously. Um, but I, but you know, I I like um, BRP. I play a lot of Call of yeah. Cthulhu. I have done for years, um, and so I'm familiar with the system. Um, and so I'd, I'd be quite comfortable using the, the RuneQuest RuneQuest Glorantha rules uh, to run a game. I think mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. I, I like the. Um, I mean, I, I've not played HeroQuest. Um, I've not actually read it, but I, I understand it's. Um, it's very similar to fate. It uses it's kind of very rules like uses things like aspects and yeah. um, it's yes. quite narrative, which really does appeal to me. So maybe once I've uh, once I've run a, a campaign using RuneQuest Granta, 
and got out of my system. I might maybe try running running a game set in Grantly using HeroQuest. Yeah. Inter- yeah. Interesting to compare and contrast the two systems. Yeah, or you might find uh, some online game where you can play first. Yeah, yeah. I, I quite like running games. I, I, I gotta be honest, I'm not. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 one of those strange people that actually prefers being a GM to being a player. Yeah, I'm, I'm <laughs> like that too. Same I, here. I prefer, yeah, <laughs> for being a GM. For GMs, actually, they call them. <laughs> yeah, I don't actually prefer, but when I start uh, start a campaign, I uh, usually stick stick to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I, I suppose you will set your game in Prax. Uh, yes, funny enough, I, I um, well, I, again, you hear so many stories about sort of um, adventures people had, uh, you know, back in the eighties, nineties, and Prax uh, and Parvis and Big Rubble, and yeah. you know they sort of all whisperly talking about the, the things they they they've done, uh, yeah, that region. So, because initially, when I first got the book, it was obviously Dragon Pass seemed to be the default setting, um, or the default location, to, or a, a kind of a, a really good kind of in for starting a campaign. Now, certainly where um, Broken Tower is is set is around that region. Yes. Um, but, I, but I was really drawn to, to Prax, and especially once I learned about the Beast Riders, uh, it does the really appeal to me. Although I really, I, I'm actually intrigued by the block in the south of, yeah. south of Prax. <laughs> I, I, just this idea of this vast, perfectly cubic sort of piece of stone just mm-hmm. sat in the desert there and um I, i'd love to do something with that i'd love to do something set around there um yeah. i love the idea again again with prax i love the idea of the morocanth um yeah. and the, the idea that they they heard these these human-like creatures um yeah and it, it's kind it can't I mean it depends on how you take that it, it, the implications are really quite dark and i i <laughs> that appeals to me as well yeah. i think that could be that could be a very interesting quite challenging kind of uh scenario or campaign to run really it's yeah. it's actually um i'm almost tempted to change the morocanth if i ever have them in my game because uh as far as i understand in um i'm gonna call it chaosium's glorantha as opposed to call it canon um <laughs> in in chaosium's glorantha the morocanth are not even as dark as they could be because, for example, you're okay. correct me if I'm wrong, but I think they're vegetarian. For example, their uh, biology is that of a vegetarian. But on the other hand, I mean, uh, take a uh, take a, a great panda. It has the body of a, a carnivore and it only eats uh, bamboo. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but still, I mean, well, they, they do eat their hot uh, beef. They do, uh, yeah, uh, ritually <laughs> and. Uh, once a week, I think they have such a ritual. Okay. Mm. And most herbivores uh, are f- uh, fine with some uh, animal protein. But it, it gets a bit dark when you learn that the other tribes, the, the humans, they actually do eat uh, herd man meat. Uh, on a that's, yeah, that's right. Yeah. So uh, the idea is the Mara can't keep them as slaves, but do sell them off as livestock. Yeah, uh, and yeah, and the the other tribes folk might eat them. And see, yeah, I suppose. I mean, you got like the the PG, the kid friendly version is they just keep them as slaves, and that's it. Um, yeah. <laughs> you might do that, but then uh, these things really are apes. Yeah, yeah, that, that that's actually something I is I can't quite connect in my brain is the idea of these of human like because people keep saying to me they're not human, 
they're not humans. They look like humans, but they're not humans. So, okay, fine. But I, I, I can't, I can't imagine or picture um, something that appears human that is as kind of docile and and kind of mind. I don't know if mindless is the right word, but as, as cattle, as you know, as like a sheep or a cow. You know, like even even simians, you know, monkeys and apes have, uh, I think, have much more intelligence than than a, than a cow or a sheep, and they're much more aware of their surroundings. I think. Um, I think you're underestimating cows there, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> I say I'm not an expert on uh, on cattle, so I, I'll. Uh, <laughs> but I'm, I'm uh, glad yeah, to be challenged. Uh, it, it's a bit the same situation as in Planet of the Apes. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. The... Okay. How so? No, the Planet of the uh, Planet of the Apes, uh, like the original movie with Charlton Heston. Yeah. So what? Like, well, they keep the humans as slaves. Well, uh, they are the humans have lost uh, language and uh, much of their wit, but the apes instead are the ones who are carrying the culture. Uh, I, I don't remember the humans being dumb in. Well, they, uh, yeah, canonically, no, for... they lost language. Oh yeah, okay, yeah, I forgot about <laughs> that aspect then. But, but okay, um, we're digressing badly. That's fine. That's I was fine. Say, the only other the only other option I thought of maybe doing is is actually running Snake by Polo, and and, and see <laughs> as a kind of uh, yeah to to kind of exercise your bad memories. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Because you know, I, I got because I read the blurb on it. I think you can you can still buy it as a PDF from Chaos and everything. And and yes. the blurb on it made made it sound like. Uh, quite an interesting sort of um, campaign around that snake pipe hollow region. It's not yeah. not a meat grinder dungeon. So I kind of think. I wonder if perhaps mm-hmm. yeah, it's the, actually written as a sandboxy hex crawl type um, thing. Right? Yeah. See, I, I think it could actually if it's run properly. I think it could actually be a fairly decent. Uh, could actually can, be quite uh, nice. You can wait for the. I think they're good. Someone is working on the new version of Snake by Apollo for Chaosium, I think. Ah, okay. To re-release um, for the new RuneQuest, no? Well, yes. there was a rumor that Jeff's uh, campaign, the White Bull campaign, would visit okay. soon. Ah, okay. Is there, uh, is there, not, is there a, a, a Prax and Big Rubble, uh, Parvis and Big Rubble rewrite in the works as well? Yeah. Yes, uh, uh, it, it has been since uh, three years or so. And I think <laughs> Robin is through with writing, but... Uh, Art and layout uh, are always the big bottleneck there. So yeah, the Robin, uh, that's Robin Delors. Robin Laws, um, yeah. Um, oh, there we go. If I could, if that's uh, published uh, in the near future, that'd be uh, that'd be a great starting point. Not near future. I wouldn't. Expect <laughs> it for, uh, I wouldn't expect it for at least uh, maybe twenty twenty three. I would say. Yeah, well, well twenty three okay. might be realistic. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, that's all. There's a lot of other books in the pipeline before that, so I'll uh, I'll revisit perhaps once it is finally published. <laughs> yeah. So um, for the for the moment, uh, uh, those uh, Request Two era books are the best source you can get. Yeah. Or of course uh, some of the Johnston Companion stuff like the uh, what's it called uh, Corn Doors and so on. Sandheart. Sandheart. Yeah, the Sandheart series is great. It's uh, okay. some, uh, set in some county. You play basically as Yelmalion um, militia, so it's basically kind of yeah. like a police procedural. Uh, like you, you're basically playing cops down in the valley, 
uh, like you know south of Prax or north of Prax yeah. and, um, uh, of Paris. Uh, but yeah, so you you basically deal with the local population and all their little little or big troubles. Uh, yeah, and uh, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great campaign framework. That sounds yeah. quite interesting. What was it called again? Uh, Send Heart. It's on the Johnston Compendium on um, Drive Through RPG. I don't have a look at that. that. Sounds quite interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Um, where were we? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 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 you said you wanted to do a Beast Rider game, and there hasn't really been anything published for Beast Rider game. The best thing I know is in Pegasus Plateau. Uh, there's okay. uh, the Pairing Stone scenario. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't I don't own those yet. So I they're, they're on my list to get uh Pegasus yeah. Plateau and what was the other one they did? Kind of, sort of uh, the Smoking Ruin. Uh, the smoking yeah. Ruin is and other, uh, yeah. other stories. But yeah, the Smoking Ruin is all set on the west side of Sartar, so opposite. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> they, they are both on my drive through wish list. I shall nice. uh, Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean like many people, I think when you come to Glorenta you get like four or five different campaigns that you have in your head that you that you would like to do yeah um, yeah and yeah the the i would like one of those is a, a nomad like fraction nomad tribe game uh where because in in 1625 uh the lunar empire has vacated prax the sable riders are on the you know down slope because now they're um, they don't have their lunar allies anymore, and so I would like to play uh, a game where you basically play a um, a clan of some um, one of those um, uh, fraction tribes. So, for example, the uh, Lama Riders. Mm. And the thing is, you come back to Prax after having been exiled in the in the wastes for a few years, and you come back to reclaim your lands. So, kind of, uh, uh, I know the French. French RuneQuest has a campaign based on the Dundaleos tribe in Sartar, which had been kicked out by the Lunars because they wanted to build the big temple in Sartar there. And so the campaign is about the Dundaleos coming back and claiming their lands again. So it would be kind of similar where you, you play Praxians who yeah. come back from the waste mm. and come back to Prax and reclaim their oasis and their uh, grazing lands and all that. And I think that would be cool. There's a, yeah, there's a lot of scope, I think, in in that for um, for picking up the pieces after after the lunars have left, and the, yeah. the kind of yeah. the, the the power struggles that would go on, the, the you know the the power vacuums that are created and the forces yeah. that kind of fill that space, and the, and but but heads. I think there's a there's a lot of scope there. I think. Yeah, yeah, but uh, you have to do quite a bit of research on your own, and it's <laughs> yeah. uh, if you need if you need a research guide, uh, just ask. Okay. <laughs> and, um, and David Scott from Chaosium has been super helpful with Praxion yes. information on on the online communities. He has okay. been developing uh, something for HeroQuest Prax, and now he's uh, redoing some of that for RuneQuest, but uh, no publication date even mentioned. Okay. Yeah. Well, I know, um, I mean, uh, Chaosium do... I have the... Uh, was it the PDF of um, Parvis and Big Rubble? Yeah, yeah. Um, from yeah, uh, I think it's it from second edition RuneQuest, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, that, I mean, that that in itself is probably the bulk of what I would use. But even yeah, though it's uh, the timeline, timeline is you know 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Borderlands campaign uh, has uh, all the Frexian tribes as encounters. Okay. So uh, that's actually the supplement which has the most information on the Beast Riders, in my opinion. Ah, okay. But, so, uh, Borderlands. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. another one to add to the wish list. <laughs> You'll have to get them all eventually. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> fortunately, the PDF, uh, fortunately, the PDFs are quite affordable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and, and also, don't take up uh, shelf space. <laughs> I've yeah. said, I've, uh, my... My book collecting has become digital quite a, quite a bit in uh, recent years. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, if Grawantha uh, uh, themed convention came into your bailiwick, would you visit? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I haven't played a game at a convention uh, other than, as I say, um, Broken Tower at Three RPG Day. Um, mm-hmm. I, I was saying earlier, I prefer GMing to playing. But a convention one shots are, are great. You know, I'm I'm happy yes. to uh, to play in something like that. So um, I quite often. I mean, the, the the conventions I go to, I, I quite often end up running a game myself. And so yeah. um, I'll often run one and play one. But I don't think uh, there's been an opportunity to play a Rune Quest so far. Certainly not one that hasn't been booked up immediately. But uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, you'll have to uh, you'll have to run one. And uh, do you know about the Cult of Chaos uh, program at Chaosium? No. So it's What's their that? convention uh, volunteering program, more or less. So it's like you, you just register; it's free and all that. And um, you get access to one shots for you know Call of Cthulhu, RuneQuest, HeroQuest, Seven C, all of the Chaosium games. Um, so you get. You get access to those one-shot scenarios that you can use to run at a convention if you want. Okay. And if you do run something, then you get like uh, credits for uh, you get a little bit of of um, money that you can spend on PDFs of RuneQuest two uh, products, for example. Right. Okay. I've not heard of this. I shall have a look. Yeah. 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 We can use uh, as many proselytizers as <laughs> we can imagine. Yeah, we'll have some links in the show notes for the listeners who yeah. want to um, to do something like that. Okay. So, given your uh, experiences so far, uh, what would you recommend as uh, the first contact book uh, or other medium for Glorantha? I um, I think I'd say Broken Tower. I don't. I know there's the the new starter set, but I've not. I've heard the very yeah, good things about it, but I've not seen it myself. So. So my, oh, is it not out yet? Okay. Of course, it's now out. But keep in mind that this episode was recorded on October 2021. Well, it's uh, almost out. Uh, I hope to see it this weekend. Oh yeah, right at the Kraken. Yes, but yeah, it's um, (laughs) like review copies have been sent. Ah, right. Because I, yeah, because I, I, I've seen people reviewing it. um, Yeah. And and so far. The, what yeah. I've seen is quite positive. So, um, yeah. but I, but um, as I can't speak for the start to set myself, I say Broken Tower. I think is a terrific introduction. Yeah. I think it is. It is the PDF free on yeah. Chaos. Yeah, or the PDF is free. Yeah. Yes, so, you know, it costs nothing. You get everything you need to run the game, and I think it's an absolutely terrific intro scenario that really yes. intro- introduces. I mean, it, it, you know, it, it it demonstrates this isn't just this isn't D and D. You know, this yeah, is this yeah. is a different world. This is a different setting. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. 
There's a slight caveat that the rule system is only a better version. So, yes. Uh, yeah, but I, I think if it's if it's the first time you've, you've played, yeah, if you played a run room quest, I think it's you probably wouldn't notice a great difference when you finally got the the full rule book and actually yeah. ran it using or that. If you, or if you take the rules book a booklet from the starter set and use that instead. Yeah. Yeah. So. And yeah, so what do you wish you had known, read, or played when you first encountered Marantha, other than Snake by Polo? <laughs> this kind of <laughs> well, I, I wish, I really wish I, back in the 80s, I'd had a GM that had a grip on the mythology and the, and the lore of Glorantha and really kind of emphasized that in the game. I wish that, you know, yeah. I, I wish I'd, I'd encountered a game that, or a scenario that, could kind of help me realize that the Garantha was its own thing. Yeah. I think if I'd gotten a more, because you said Snake by Polo is a sort of a sandbox uh, kind of game. And I think if I'd got more of a handle on, because I was, I could, you know, as I said, I was, I was willing to jump in and, and role play and, you know, and, and acting yes. and, you know, uh, and so having a sense that there's a sort of a history and a culture to the region would have, would have helped considerably by, Sadly, I got none of that. I think if I'd had that, I would have definitely been a lot more interested in Glorantha and might have yeah. actually been a RuneQuest player all these years instead of, uh, uh, maybe not instead of D&D, but as well as D&D. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, let me see. So I'm just looking at my notes, sorry. Um, <laughs> sorry. I wrote down lots of little bits of little bits and pieces to try and remind myself. But um, I think the most striking thing... Um, about the broken tower was um, talking about a sense of, of Glorantha was the fact that you were retrieving cattle. I think that was that was really striking. You weren't you weren't going into a dungeon to um, to to find jewels and gold and and plus one swords. You were you were after a bunch of cattle rustlers that had stolen your cattle uh, and to redeem yeah. yours, you know, because because they're in, the cattle are important. And it, you know, it was. As important as gold or jewels, and and also your 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 tribe and your family's honor were at stake as well. And it, it, it's things like that that really, I wish I'd kind of got that sense sort of back yeah. in the day. Okay, so uh, uh, is there any law question that uh, burns a hole into your, your pockets that I might answer? Let me see. I don't. I don't think so. I. As I say, I, I, you know, I, I, my my knowledge of Glorantha is limited to um, what I've read in the, the yeah. core rulebook and what I've experienced so far, and that's that's so far is enough. I, I I did read the it was an online comic that went into yeah um, yes, I, I enjoyed that, and that was that was nice. That was a nice way of learning some of the mythology, some of the and the, and the recent yes. history. Uh, but um, I I think. The, the actual information in the in the rule book is enough, I think, to give me a a, a, a broad um, idea yeah. of of the setting. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I, oh, I tell you what, here's a question for you: What does a lunar soldier look like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Uh, you go. Answer that one. The <laughs> yeah. answer is: uh, Look at Nathan. He's one of the sample characters. Okay. And. Uh, uh, yeah, he's a former lunar soldier who uh, got left behind, and uh, now 
or was to was to yes yes right yes so, okay uh, so uh, the seven mother initiate he's a former lunar uh, former lunar soldier and who's now uh, mixing up with all, all those satellites and he's still uh, carrying his uh, tarshite gear yeah. ah right okay okay there we are simple uh, the, answer yeah, yeah. <laughs> he kind of looks like a, a slightly yeah. easternized uh, roman i think yeah i, I would i would say thracian okay. maybe uh, but yes yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. That's that. That answers that question. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that was easy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know enough about the gods or any of the the, the history yet to really uh, throw you a yeah. curveball. So, uh, yeah. If if you want a uh, non-canonical uh, answer, the Johnston Compendium has a big book written by Martin Helston, which is called uh, "Armies and Enemies of Dragon Pass." which is a big That's... book all on um, uh, military units of Dragon Pass. Yes, you know, uh, that is yeah. also on my drive-through. Is it on my drive-through uh, wishes? John's, my well, if it drive-thru. isn't yet, if it isn't yet, put it on. Yes, <laughs> yes. So, so it, it is. It is. It could, uh, if, only, if only for the for the for the Mark Smiley cover. Oh yes, yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> and actually, the Mark Smiley cover is there. You can see what a lunar looks like, also. <laughs> There we go. See, it's there in front of me the whole time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking uh, speaking of art, is there anything you do uh, that you want to advertise here? I well, yeah. I, I as I said uh, at the start, I'm a freelance 3D artist, mainly for video games. But if uh, if folk want do want to see what I do, they can find me on. Uh, at Wayne underscore Peters on Twitter, and uh, you should, that should link out to. I often post my little bits and pieces on there. I've actually been um, helping Diana from Beer with Teeth with um, uh, doing a little bit of uh, 3D work. Although she doesn't really need my help, she's taken to it like a duck to water. So uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I've, I've spoke. I've actually um, I've actually spoken to uh, Matt Cole about doing some bits and pieces for his uh, absolutely amazing building new Parvis project. Yes, um, yeah. I've, I've not uh, I've not managed to produce anything yet. Sorry, Matt. Um, <laughs> I'm quite, I tend to be tend to be quite short of time and and, and too easily distracted by shiny things. But yeah. um, I, I do I do hope to contribute something at uh, some point in the near future. So, cool. But, uh, yeah, there are yeah. there are a few people building uh, parts of Glorantha in 3D. Like I've also seen some um, uh, Rainbow Mounds and some Apple Lane also in 3D. I saw Apple. Yeah, I think I saw a, a, a fly through of Apple Lane on yeah. on YouTube. Yes, quite nice. Yeah. yeah, it's always tempting when you get these tools to sort of you know just sort of think, oh, I could, I could, I could make, I could make this. Uh, you know, what if I did it like VR? Yeah. <laughs> you can do, yeah. I should yeah. walk around. Yeah. Yes. But, yeah. yeah. Actually, and then then you see, uh, and then you sort of go, how much work? <laughs> yeah, I still I still have an unfinished city of cars uh, waiting in uh, my uh, SketchUp. Wow. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> you, di- you didn't start with the easiest. Well, it was fairly easy. I, after all, I had the road uh, roadmap and everything, and I've been there. I, I mean, uh, it's, in, it's Carnarvon. <laughs> ah, there you go. It's easy enough. Yeah, yeah it's funny because uh, for Horn, the, the main illustrator that Columbia Games uses for all of the Horn illustrations 
uh, as far as I know, he always builds the the area in SketchUp, I think, yeah. before yeah. illustrating so that he gets all of the proportions and distances and sizes yeah. correctly. And so that's an interesting workflow to uh, basically approach. Uh, so I, I do that. Do that myself, yeah. I just oh, yeah? block nice. block some block something out in three D, and then you can draw it. Uh, David Peterson, who does um, Mouse Guard, oh. um, he he actually builds card models. And it's really quite clever. If he, he if he wants to do um, say a, a tunnel, he'll build one kind of arch, and he'll photograph it at different stages, and then overlay that in Photoshop. So he doesn't have to build the whole thing. It'll <laughs> yeah. just you know, and and he can, and then he'll just he'll just draw over that photograph then. Nice. Um, yeah. really quite yeah. clever so yeah similar sort of thing blocking out nice thing with doing it in 3d is you can you can put in light as well and get sort of um get a basic kind of color yeah. class and yeah i find that as a good base but cool yeah. well anyway yeah. and uh maybe some johnston companion authors might uh contract you for a few uh, illustrations <laughs> or something. maybe uh, yeah. even some virtual tabletop if they go to 3d sometime oh yeah mm. Yeah, and now uh, oh, yeah. virtual tabletop has exploded with the pandemic. So there's also uh, <laughs> there's also a market there. <laughs> there is, there definitely is. Yeah, yeah, I can see that see that becoming a big thing in the next few years. Cool. Okay. Yeah. So after all those seriousness, we have a couple of silly questions for you. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes. Uh, so short ones, uh, spontaneous. Uh, like, which team are you on, Dak or Trolk? I don't know what that means. What does that mean? Or <laughs> <laughs> trollkin? Do you know? Do you know? Oh, that's a trollkin. Um, I I will say I will say trollkin because um, I I I read one of the um, Griselda stories that had the, the trollkin yeah. in, and I thought it was great fun. Tasty marvel, yes. <laughs> that's it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was that was good fun. So yeah, I'll go Trollkin. Yes. Okay, so how do you pronounce the name of the northern continent of uh, Glorita? Gena Taylor. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I've had this debate before because it's, oh, yeah? it's yeah because because uh, Gena Taylor sounds just so much like uh, genitalia, and uh, I I just there's no way I can I can say that at a table and not have my players just all sniggering like children. <laughs> so so I definitely. I think someone said it should be a hard G anyway, so it's Gen- Genitalia. Yeah. 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 Even no, though I, with, I, that de- uh, with that deity, uh, the other uh, pronunciation would be very on topic. <laughs> okay. Mm. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the, the, the hard G <laughs> didn't come naturally for me as a French speaker, so... Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> what's your favorite Praxian mount? Oh, llamas. Easy. Love llamas. What's not to love about a llama? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what's good about the llama compared to like a sable oh. antelope and the cool horns. <laughs> well, actually, actually, what's good about the llamas is that the high llamas even have a pop band named after them. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what band? The high llamas. It's a pop band. Look at that. What? Even, oh. even <laughs> I've heard of, heard of them and I'm terminally uncool. Really? <laughs> Is it an old people band or something? Oh. <laughs> uh, I think it's a 90s uh, phenomenon. Yeah, I think so. I think it was 90s. don't know anything about them. I remember the name. I've never heard about them. Okay, then. <laughs> I mean, the good thing with High Lava is that you get you get bonuses for uh, being higher than everybody else. Yeah, and everybody fight. gets bonuses <laughs> shooting at you. 
Yeah, that was... See, that's the thing. I didn't realise a high llama was an actual thing. It's some kind of prehistoric version of a llama that's much bigger than the llamas we have today. So that was an epic fail on my sculpted figure because that was just a normal llama. <laughs> Michael Antiveris, sorry. <laughs> it's just a young llama, you know? He's in training. That's it, yeah. yeah. Baby llama, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's the um, round of the time. <laughs> So, uh, Yelmalu or uh, Ooze or the trolls? Oh, now Yel, right, no, this is where I'm out of my depth now. Yelmalu, is that the sun god? Yeah, that's, that's the, the sun, sun god. god. The um, sun god of, this... of Dragon Pass. Yeah, I'll go with Yelmalu. I like the sun. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're British, you're always taking a bit of Yeah, sun. it's like. Well, we see it so rarely. We think it's we, we think it's a god anyway. We worship it, and you know, <laughs> what is this bright thing in the sky? <laughs> okay, uh, what's your favorite rune? Favorite rune uh, is now. I'm trying to think. I have got a favorite rune, and I'm trying to think what it was. It's the. <laughs> I think it's uh, it's the. I think it's the beast rune. Ah, I think it's beast the beast rune. rune yes. Is it your favorite because you like behaving like a savage, or because it looks? <laughs> no, I think. Well, it seemed. To, I, I think because it, it's sort of uh, almost ubiquitous when it comes to the the, the beast riders and the and the llama yeah. riders, and, and I remember painting it on yeah. on the miniature, and and uh, yes, beast, why not? Yeah. yeah, true. And I mean, if you want to, if you're interested in the block where I believe there's a big storm bull um, temple, yes. Uh, yeah, you'll want lots of beast runes uh, to to go with it and have all your players be um, a roving band of Stormbull uh, mercenaries looking for chaos or something like that. Okay, all right. So we thought. Well, uh, thank you for talking to us. No, it's been great. Thanks for asking me. It's been it's been fun chatting. <laughs> no worries. <Yeah. laughs> And uh, yeah, we'll have links in the show notes for uh, where people can find you, uh, ask to join your game and hire you for uh, minis and <laughs> illustrations and whatnot. Okay. Cool, and good luck, okay. uh, good luck getting a game up. Thanks very much. Thank you for listening to this episode of the God Learner's Glorantan Initiation Series. The intro music is Dancing Tiger by Dam Scray. The outro music is Islam Dream by Serge Quadrado. You can find us online at godlearners.com or on Twitter and Facebook at The God Learners. See you next time. Question everything to the void and beyond.